Blessings, everyone. Welcome to another program here on Spiritual Impact. I'm Senior Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center, along with my associate pastor and my very good friend, Pastor Steve Rose. Good to have you, Steve, as always, to be with you on the program. We've been having some great times on Spiritual Impact. We've been having some great times at church. As you can see, we have uh, some uh, different items sitting on the desk with us today, and uh, we're going to get into a little bit of this. I've been excited because you and I have talked about this this lesson for a while, and I know that uh, we'll barely scratch the surface oh, on it today. Barely, but uh, I know you're going to enjoy uh, today's program. So quickly, call a friend, tell them spiritual impacts on to get on their TV right now or their computer, or however they can to, to watch you. But Pastor Steve, I'm just going to turn it over to you for a while here. Okay. Well, I'm going to hopefully get some input from you here in just a minute because this is really, when we talk about the Old Testament, a lot of people tell you that the Old Testament, we really don't need to pay attention to it, that it's done away with and new, but that, that's far from the truth. Mm -hmm. We need this because it shows us who Christ is in the Old Testament. They're interwoven. The things, exactly, and how He fulfilled these things in the Old Testament. And today, if I told you, today we're going to study the book of law. <laughs> Everybody'd be joyful, wouldn't they? But you know, there's a lot of good things in the book of the law here. And I know that Jesus Christ is the end of the law to those that believe. That's what the Word of God says. But you know, the law is for a purpose. The law is meant to point us to the schoolmaster. It's to point us there to Jesus Christ, to who He is and how and why we need Him. But I want to talk about something today we've heard about before and a lot of people may not understand called the Jubilee. I'm going to tell you, it's something That's when you talk it. about the Jubilee. Oh, yeah. But it's in the book of Leviticus in chapter 25 of Leviticus. I'm going to start at verse 8. It says, In addition, you must count off seven Sabbath years. And those were called Shemitah, the Shemitah year. And it was a year of rest. Mm -hmm. I tell you, isn't it good that we can enter into Christ and oh, His yeah. rest? And it doesn't say, I've heard people say, well, you know, one, one time after a while I'll be able to enter into the rest of God. But it says, you know, right now it says we have entered into that rest. Who is that rest? Jesus is. Who's our Shem Shemitah? Who's our at rest? Christ is. Amen. But he says, in addition, you must count off seven Shemitah. That also, that word can translate suspension. For it was a year they took off. They didn't do anything in the fields those years. So a whole year they took off. And, yeah, that's a vacation. Yeah, and I know. What if we say, oh, every seven years you take a year off from work? Everybody like, hey, yeah, no, that's good. With plenty of provision. That's true, too. And when you look at that, it says there's seven years. That seventh year they didn't go out and plant and harvest like they normally do. But it does say in there, if it produces a crop on its own, you can partake of it. You're just not supposed to harvest it and things like that. But he says here, in addition, you must count off the seven Shemitahs, because after the seven Shemitah, that's 49 years to 50 years, there's a super Shemitah, mm -hmm. which is called the Jubilee. the Jubilee. Now, when we start talking about here in just a few minutes about the Jubilee, it's something else. But let me go ahead and read this again. In addition, you must count off seven Shemitah Sabbath years. It says seven sets of seven years, adding up to 49 years in all. Then on the Day of Atonement, that's Yom Kippur, is what they know as the Day of Atonement. That's where they would go in and make the sacrifice. It says, On the Day of Atonement in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land. 
And it says here, set this year apart as holy, a time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you, and when each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. Well, I brought some shofars today, too, and there's a little bit of difference in these shofars here. And I'd read an article on why they were different, why there's different ones. And they said that really it was different because when they went into bondage, you know, when they went into bondage and certain horns they couldn't get anymore, so they had to find another one that they would blow. Now this one is what we call the ram's horn shofar here, and it, it makes a little distinctive sound here. And that's kind of piercing, isn't it? But it says, blow the shofar. Because oh, yeah. I tell you, blowing the shofar, when we look at that, and you know it says, the last days, and we'll talk about this here in just a few minutes too, at the last trump of God. Well, that trump of God, you know, a lot of times you'll see it, Gabriel standing with a, a trumpet. Well, it's a, it's a ram's horn shofar is what it is. The other one I have here is a little bit different. It comes from a kadu, which is like a West African antelope. But it makes it a little bit more distinctive sound. This is called a Yemenite shofar. But it says to blow on the shofar when the Jubilee year comes. Amen. And I tell you, you know, that's something we do at our service on Sunday mornings especially. We blow the shofar. You know, you can ring bells if you want to, but we blow the shofar. Because I really do believe that when you blow the shofar, I believe the attention of God's called to that place. Because there's so many times you hear in the Word that you had the sounding of the shofar. Look at when they went around Jericho. He said, for six days, I just want you to march around in silence. Can you imagine them armies come around Jericho, march around six days, and then on the seventh day, he says, I want you to march around seven times, he says, and then blow the trumpets. Amen. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, and a lot of times people look at things like this and they say, ah, you're trying to go back and live under the law or you're... In all things that we do, we're doing these in remembrance. Mm -hmm. We're doing these in reverence. And, and I think that, you know, if it's something they did back then as far as, the, I mean, they would sound for battles and, 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 you know, good things like that. I just love the sound of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, it reminds me of heaven. Mm -hmm. And uh, like you, you said, when, when he comes to get his children, we'll hear a sound, the trump of God, and whether we're alive or whether we're buried, the dead in Christ shall rise first in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. So anytime I hear this, I get excited. Amen. And if we had learned the Jewish things that come, it brings the rest so much more to life. When you're talking about the trumpets and the things like that, because when you look at it, there's so much hidden treasure there. It's going to be a shofar that sounds when, mm -hmm. when the Lord returns. So that's why we sound the shofar. It's not to take us back into certain things. But when I look at the book of Hebrews, for example, unless you understand the tabernacle in the mm -hmm. wilderness and the temple that Solomon built and how it was set up, you can't really fully understand the book of Hebrews. Because I tell you, I used to read stuff and I didn't understand what it's talking about. But once I did a study on the tabernacle, and I got into Hebrews, it come to life. Because oh, yeah. then it compares the, the earthly tabernacle to the heavenly tabernacle. Now Christ was this sacrifice. <clears throat> and when we're looking at these things right here, please understand these all point to Christ. 
Christ is the fulfillment of these Amen. things right here. He is our rest. But he says, you set apart that one year, that 50th year, he says, apart is holy, a time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you when each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. I looked at this word, the jubilee in Hebrew, you know what it means? Ram's horn. <laughs> so it starts off with the sounding of the ram's horn. But then it can also, this also translates to release or liberty. Mm-hmm. So the blowing of the trumpet, we have release and we have liberty. And I tell you, where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. Amen. And I tell you, praise God. Amen. But it also reminds me, and going back to the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 says, For the Lord Himself. I like that. When He ascended, you know, the men, they stood around, they looked up watching Him go out of sight. They said there was angels standing there. says, You men of Galilee, why stand ye about gazing? This same Jesus Amen. that you see going will come again and receive you unto Himself. I tell you, and it says right there, For the Lord Himself, ain't nobody else coming back for the church. No, no. The Lord Himself is coming back for the church. And I, I feel that. I'm telling you, it makes you want to preach oh, right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. It says right there, the trump of God, that God will sound the shofar. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Talking about a sound that's going to wake the dead. It will. That sound will wake the dead. Those that are dead in Christ, they're going to rise first. But it says, The trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Doesn't mean they're asleep there, but they're with God right now. Hallelujah. They'll come back and be resurrected. Glory be to God. Spirit and body right united into a glorified body. Uh, that's right. And raised in perfection. It says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. It says, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And you know, verse 18 says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. Amen. So if that brings you fear, you need to check yourself. That brings fear right there because it says, you know, when we fear, it says we're not made perfect in love. So when we got those places in our lives we still fear, that's where we need to look at the love of God in the Word of God to help us overcome that fear because we have not been given the spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind. As children of God, we anticipate His coming again, the, the rapture of the church. But what that scripture tells me that God Himself is anticipating it as well, for He will come mm-hmm. and meet us. Uh, it's going to be a joyful time. Uh, of course, there's a lot more come, we get into millennial reigns and, and mm-hmm. other things, but just to know that there's a call coming and Jesus will meet us in the air. If you've been invited somewhere, usually there's a, they have a reception type committee uh-huh. or something, yeah. so you feel kind of honored that, that they, you know, they've had this plan for your coming. Think how much greater God has planned for His bride. And you know, it says, we wait in anticipation. God waits in anticipation. Because, you know, when they ask, it says, when's this going to happen? When's it going to take place? The Lord says, you know, He says, man knows not the hour that your Lord doth come. He says, not even the Son, but the Father. 
When you get into there, there's a marriage thing here oh, too. Yeah. That when you talk about that, and we'll get into that sometime later, we're planning on doing a study on the a Jewish marriage and how it lines up with the Word of God. But there's so many things rich in the Word that we see here. But just know that not only do we wait in anticipation, but it says that the earth itself mm -hmm. groans in anticipation. We see these things in the end times, there'll be things, earthquakes and all these different things taking place. But it says that's the world groaning to be, to be renewed. But I wanted to look at some of the things that took place during the year of Jubilee. When you look at the year of Jubilee after the 50th year, it says all debts were canceled. Amen. Think about that. <laughs> you know, we owed a debt that we could not pay. Amen. And when Amen. we look at that, all debts were canceled. I'm going to tell you, it'd be good to buy that house in the 49th year. Because the 50th year, <laughs> that debt, they'd come back and say, all debts are canceled. All, all debts are, are, are done. And see, that's the way Christ did for us. When He paid the price on Calvary's cross, when He shed His blood, He paid our sin debt. Mm. It's canceled, paid in full. Paid in all full. debts were canceled. It says here also, all land was returned to the original owner. And you know, there was a fall of man, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you, it's good to know. It says that out there, it says that our adversary, the devil, walketh around as a, as a lion, seeking whom he is, as a roaring lion. You know, but they don't hunt roaring. No. They sneak up on you. But it says that when a lion roars, that every animal in the jungle will stop. But isn't it good to know that we serve the line of the tribe of Judah? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I was I was looking here. It says it's talking about that, and I may be getting ahead of you, but it's so exciting. And this is God says, "I will command my blessing on you uh -huh. in the sixth year that it bring forth produce enough for three years." And when I looked at that, my mind immediately went to Ephesians 3.20, which is one of my all-time favorite verses. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Well, the power is God. He's, he's a never-ending source. Mm -hmm. And you think about that in the natural, and there's a reason he did that. And what the pastor is talking about there, he says, because they were worried, he says, we take the seventh year off and we don't grow crops, how will we live? Well, God made a promise and provision. Mm. He says, in the sixth year, He said, I'll give you enough crops for three years. Amen. I like that. Now, right there, He took care of them all the way through. And that's what He wants us to know. That was one of my last points on here. But Yahweh was showing them that He was their source. They may have planted, but it was Yahweh that gave the increase. Amen. And Amen. He's wanting to say, listen, trust me. And I've been in parts in my life where, you know, in the natural, they'd say, you ain't going to make it. You, you, you can't do this in the natural. But you know what? He's always been faithful. And you know, I got through it, but I got through it because of the Word of God. And that He is faithful. He is the provider. But it says here, too, not only was the land returned to the original owner, that's restoration. Amen. Takes Amen. back. Hallelujah. I know that old song, I went to the enemy's camp. I took back what they stole from me. We do that by the power of God. And he says, all Israelite slaves were released. That's good. Wow. And it says, they rested from their works in the field because God was their source. And that's what he wants us to know and understand today, that he is our source. He's our source for everything. And that's what I think a lot of times we compartmentalize God. We say, oh, I know you can take care of finances, but this is my health. Okay, you know what? He's the God of everything. He says, in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct our paths. 
And when we go to work, we may not work in a church, but do we go to work for God? You know, you say, well, no, I go to work for this company, but you know what? That company's they're working for somebody. And when we look at it, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills? God does. Hallelujah. You know what? Jesus is our jubilee. Glory be to God. I tell you, I like that. He is the jubilee. And in Luke chapter 4, in verse 17, it says, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now this comes from verses, or chapter 61, verses 1 and 2. It says, And when he had opened the book... He found the place where it was written. This was Jesus. And what he's reading about here is the Jubilee. Mm -hmm. He sits here and he's in the synagogue and he goes, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But then he stopped. He didn't finish all of verse 2 because the second part of verse 2 deals with judgment. Yeah, He's coming right now. He came in peace. He came to bring the blessing. And it bring, when you look at that, that blessing, the favor of God, that's what he's bringing, the favor of God right here. He wasn't bringing that judgment yet. But he says here, and he says, verse 20 says, and he closed the book, which it was a scroll that rolled up. He yeah. said he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister and sat down. But it says, And the eyes of all them were in the synagogue fastened on him. <laughs> so when he read this, they were just like, they're watching him the whole way because he read it with such power because he was the Word of Amen. God. And he was reading this, but he, and he sits down and he says, And he began to say unto them, This day is the Scripture fulfilled in your ears. Amen. They just heard the Jubilee talk about the Jubilee. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I tell you, that's something to know that we know that the rest that's in Him, that we can rest right now in, in the presence of God. He says, listen, we have already entered into that rest. Amen. Do we trust Him? Amen. You know, something that kind of jumps out to me in these scriptures here is because He is our Father in, in life, Usually things are passed down generation to generation. It's called an inheritance mm -hmm. because He's our Father. All these things point to our inheritance that we have. You've preached on it, a legal right, legal tender. We have the deed. Mm -hmm. That's what it says. Yep. And that ought to get us excited And because Jesus said, My promises are yea and amen. So there's God's plan of provision doesn't call for anybody to be in lack. That's right. It's for everybody to, to have more than enough. And uh, the Jubilee, and I've read many different things on, on the Jubilee, but it's just fascinating. And, uh, I mean, you could probably teach for a month on this, oh, just getting in, into the Jubilees. And I know we're, we're trying to hurry through it, but... You think about the, the, the freedom, the liberty that we have in Christ Jesus, who is our Savior, who took all our shame, all our sins, all yes. our burdens, took everything that we owed and could not pay, as you've already said, and paid it in full. It's that liberty that we have in Him that we can have that rest. We can be at peace because we know in whom we have believed. That's right. 
And we know that he is the Jubilee, glory Amen. be to God. All these things pointed to him. And when you look at the what they call the, the Moedim, the appointed times of God, all the festivals, we'll talk about a lot of times at church, we'll talk about the festivals that comes up. You know, we have Passover, mm -hmm. you have Tabernacles, you have all these different feasts that come up. And the reason we do that is not to take people back, try to be bound in law, but to show you how they pointed to Christ, that Christ is the fulfillment you see, of these things. You see Him all through the, we just, I was just attended a Seder service and you see Christ all through it. He was crucified during the Passover. He was raised on first fruits. I mean, he, was, he did these things during those appointed times, and I believe that God does things according to His appointed times. That's too. why I believe He said in the Scripture, He says, No man knoweth the hour that your Lord doth come, but He says, You shall know the seasons. Mm -hmm. Okay, how do we know the seasons? I believe it's the appointed, the Moedim of God, those appointed times and seasons. We look for those things because He's the fulfillment of each and every one of them. You know, if... if if we're entering a wintertime season, we know that it's going to be cold. I can't tell you what's going to be the coldest day that we have during the winter, but we know we're in winter. That's right. And we know that we're in the last days by the scriptures that we read, the things that we see fulfilled. And uh, as far as the rapture of the church, I don't believe there's anything that has to be fulfilled mm -hmm. that's left before the rapture of the church. Of course, we're getting into completely another lesson here because the, with the rapture of the church ushers in the Antichrist then. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a whole new study there. But. but when you look at that, even this past year, it says in Jerusalem they did a dress rehearsal on Passover of the animal sacrifices again, which we know those will be reestablished in the book of the Revelation because that's where the Antichrist comes and rips back the veil and declares himself God the three and a half year mark. But I tell you, you know, when you look at that, a Jewish marriage, when we talked about that, or we, we will talk about it, it was seven days long. Mm -hmm. that's, why I believe, that's why I believe when we're raptured out of here, it'll be a seven year time frame on earth. I really do believe that because it's the marriage supper of the Lamb. But glory be to God, we'll be with Him. And you know when that's going to come? There's going to come this sound of a trumpet. Hallelujah. Amen. And He's going to come because of that sound of the trumpet. And it's the year of Jubilee, glory be to God. It's something that's good right there. And I was looking at the, the Shemitah. They said the actual Shemitah should start this year. One of the seven years of rest, or the seventh year of rest, should start in September this year on Yom Kippur. Yeah. Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. That's where the high priest would take the blood in once a year into the Holy of Holies and pour it upon the mercy seat of God. And that's when their Jewish New Year starts, they said right there, on the Yom Kippur. So they're supposed to be one of these Shemitah start in 2021 and run till September of 2022. So just saying... When you look at that, that, that year of rest right there. Be instant in and out. Be That's ready right. for, for He's coming back soon and very soon. We, right. don't, we don't know the time of the hour, but we see the things taking place. And uh, we need to be preparing our hearts uh, to meet God. Um, his jubilee, His freedoms, His liberty, His joy, His provision, His peace. I mean... Pastor, we could go on and on and on because God is an endless supply of all good things. The 
Bob Bradley in our church, he loves to quote the scripture, he daily loadeth us with benefits. Yep. And it starts in Genesis and goes all the way through Revelation. And uh, he, is so, he is so good. He's so awesome, so mighty. I just, I enjoy my salvation. Mm -hmm. I don't look at, at serving God as a chore. I don't look at going to church as a chore. I look at everything that has anything to do with God about bringing me peace and joy. And if you're watching the program today and you, you don't have that peace and joy, we need to, we need to have that evident in our life. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We want you to pray along with us that you're going to have a Jubilee experience. Uh, God's ready to pour it on you. Pastor Steve. Fathers, we come to you, Lord. We stand upon the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we know that all the things that we read is pointing to our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord. He is the fulfillment of all these things. Thank you that he is the source of our strength, the source of our peace, the source of our salvation. And Lord, that we can rest in him right now. Heavenly Father, there may be someone watching right now that does not know the Lord and Savior as their Lord. And Father, I'm asking you right now that they would ask Jesus to come into their heart. All they have to do is pray a prayer. Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Father, I thank you, Lord, according to the Word of God, that whosoever calls upon your name will be saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking you right now that, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, they'll just find a Bible-believing church, and dear Heavenly Father, find out all the good Amen. things that you have in your Word. And the Word of God says that it is true, and Father, that you cannot lie. So, Father, thank you for every blessing in the Old Testament, and Father, thank you that we're, our promises are found upon a better promise and a better covenant. Father, we praise you and thank you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, we invite you to come visit us at Abundant Life Worship Center. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway. And like Pastor Steve said, you'll find a lot of times we... We love, even, sometimes during the worship, we'll find a song that uh, you can get a couple uh, mm -hmm. parts of the shofar in there. And uh, one of them is, ain't no grave going to hold my body down. That's, that's that trump we're going to listen to. And uh, you know what? Get ready. Jesus is soon coming back. We don't know the hour or the time, but we know that he is coming. We have that promise. We know that he's coming to get a people that are looking for him, a church that has washed in his blood. And we hope and pray that uh, you've made preparations, that you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, and you've prayed with Pastor Steve there. You know, get, in, get involved in your church. Uh, help your pastor out because the joy of the Lord is our salvation, and I believe that we should spread that joy. Let people know all around that we serve a big God that loves us and he wants to take care of us and bless us. He's a good, good father. And I tell you, I hate to go. We're having such a good time. But, Steve, we're out of time. So until next week, this Pastor Tim along with Pastor Steve saying, God bless you. We love you. Look for God's Jubilee. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center. For those of you that live in the Sevierville area, or maybe you just visit from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and invite you to come visit us at the church. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway right here in Sevierville. 
Our service times are Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Wednesday evening at 6.30. We just love sharing the Word of God. And we're just a family church, so we invite you to come grow with us. God bless. Just a little faith We are never alone So this battle I won't fear Cause I can hear the sound